Airbud now no longer works with Disney, has their own company called Airbud Entertainment, and they're just making other films about talking animals. But they're called like Airbud Presents. I mean, that's kind of my ideal job. There's one like of them. Social that... media for Airbud Entertainment? Yeah. I also started recording. You started recording? <laughs> well, let, let's keep all of this. Okay. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Life Day. Hi, guys. Hey, everybody. Ugh. I'm Griffin. That's David. Yeah. With us as always, producer Ben, aka the very sleepy Ben Deucer. Santa Haas. <laughs> Man, I I was so I felt like I it was You thought you were done. I thought it was over. You thought you were out. But no. No. Nope. Back talking about this fucking franchise. This is I mean, this is actually the very last time. This is it. Thank this is God. It. it's a little sad. It's a little sad. We're, we're actually going to record one more episode. We should make that clear. At the time that we're recording this, we have not yet seen The Force Awakens. Yeah. But we will have seen it by the time that this comes out, and that episode will come out before this episode comes out. Very interesting. I don't think that people need to know this at all, actually. Fascinating. But you know what is ahead. fascinating? The Star Wars Holiday Special? Yep. And you know what's even more fascinating than that? Our guest? Very special guest. Uh, hi. Hi. Hey. I'm Pilot. It's Pilot Virouette. You said my last name right. Oh, I did it. She's a wonderful friend of Good both friend of ours. ours. She started our trivia team. Yep. Yeah, and then this I quit is, it. You quit it early. Arguably when brought us became... closer together, though. <laughs> yeah, but you quit it when, when me and Griffin got too into it. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and made it no fun anymore. Yeah. But that, that made us But this is completing closer. our roster of like having every member of our film trivia team on this podcast. Because uh, we've had uh, Chase. Yes. We've had Lang. Uh, Rachel Lang. We haven't had Joe Reed yet. He, he'll be on at some point. Yeah. I just don't think he really wanted to talk about Star Wars. No. I mean, I don't really want to talk about Star Wars. But we made you come in anyway. This was all Griffin's idea. Well, because this isn't really a Star Wars movie. It's something It's something in between. Um, But Pilot. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. Sorry that we made you do this. It's okay. And I don't mean come in and talk to us. That's That's obviously a wonderful thing to do. But made you watch this. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like it, <laughs> but I did. I did say I think in the email I sent to you or one of the texts that I I think the world will be better for you having seen this. <laughs> Not that you would enjoy watching this, but I think you having this knowledge can only create you, further. Good I in honestly life. think I've already blocked it all out of my memory. Perfect. I mean, you are somewhat of a connoisseur of bad things. That's true. Of like bad movies or, or movies culture. that some people don't like. I guess is a better. Yeah, way I wouldn't to put call it. them bad. Right. I mean, you I would wouldn't call, call them like they're just so amazing. People don't realize. Right. Like like the Air Bud movies, yes. which we were just yeah. discussing off. Mic. You're, you're a big fan. I mean, those are legitimately good. And but you don't like the buddies. No. Don't like the buddies. We don't talk. Were about they the direct to video? The Air Buddies. Yeah, they were. Only the first two Air Bud films were theatrical. Yeah, right? all of them are direct. Right. Video. So the first Air Bud is basketball. Well, I think yes. some are like also direct to like ABC Family. Sure. <laughs> you you mean direct to Freeform? Freeform. Starting in 2016. Uh, and well, what's the second Air Bud? Golden movie? Receiver. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's football. Yes. Yes. Okay. Just just getting this straight. And I've never a, seen an Air Bud movie. Was it like seven inning fetch? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Spikes back. <laughs> Spikes back. Yeah, the soccer one. No, Spikes back to the volleyball. Volleyball, yeah. What's the soccer one? World Pup. World Pup. Oh, my God. That's such a bad pun. <laughs> it's terrible. And there has to be one other one, right? World Pup. He's played yeah. volleyball. He's played baseball. He's played I'm, I'm baseball, now looking baseball, up at the Air Bud series. Is there a hockey one? Uh, there should be a hockey one. Yeah. But no, you guys have named all five 
of, of the, the films. Yes. Okay. And then there have been many subsequent Air Buddies films. Air Buddies, Snow Buddies, Space yeah. Buddies. So Space wait, Buddies is the worst of them. So are these just like is just talking dog movies? They're just talking like, dogs. The sports and like, are gone. Well, sometimes they like have to steal like gems from like evil people. But like there's you know, right, as you there's do. one yeah. called uh Treasure Buddies. The buddies find themselves yeah. on an Indiana Jones style adventure. Yeah. That's like the whole movie? I mean, sometimes they like chase their tail. Uh, apparently, uh, apparently Tom Everett Scott is the voice of one of the Air Buddies, though. Yeah. So the Can you only look good up thing. Santa Buddies because someone interesting plays Santa Claus and Santa Buddies. I'm not. Oh joking. my god! Right? Isn't is it, it Olivier? Yeah. Oh, I watched that last year. I and are there two Santa Buddies? I thought they were Santa Buddies and Snow Buddies. I think you're right. Uh, Snow Buddies. George the- Went plays Santa yes, Claus. Yes, George Went. <laughs> I knew it. It was. It's a good casting choice. Snow Buddies is precedes Santa Buddies. And that so- seems to have a husky in it. Well, Snow Buddies, okay. I think, is maybe a crossover between Snow Dogs and Air Buddies. Is that possible? I don't think so. If not that officially, has Chris Christopherson is the voice of a voice of an Alaskan Malamute. Oh wow! I feel like Snow Dogs and would Whoopi never Goldberg. stoop that low. Yeah, Snow Dogs is different. They also, kept it clean, Cisco. one film and out. Yeah. How do you feel about Eight Below? Is that just the one with all the huskies? It's the one it's with Paul Walker. Paul Walker, yeah. yeah. But they don't talk. They don't talk. No, That's Paul Walker somber. talks. Right, Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Well, in English. Uh, that that film's pretty, like somber, right? That's like him trying to stop dogs from dying. Yeah, no, let's not talk about Paul Walker. Okay. Oh, sorry, he was our beautiful guys. baby boy. I just know you guys both like Paul Walker. Yeah, we yeah. love him. He was I have that locket with this picture in you it. You do, which I should really. Have you seen that locket? Yeah, it has about seven other pictures yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Anyway, hi, pilot. So hi. yeah, you're a, you're a bit of a connoisseur. Uh, of, you know, weird bits of pop culture fringe marginalia, and this is a classic example. Well, you're you are a pop culture writer, sure. To throw out a very broad term, yeah. Within that umbrella, you have done many different things. Yes. But but you are someone who studies pop culture in all its different forms. And sure. Review and recap and analyze and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not one to toot our own horn. Sure, sure. Sometimes I write things. Sure. Yeah. It. A lot, a lot. You, you write a lot. Flavor Wire, now you're a free agent. Yep. Doing all kinds of cool stuff. Sleeping a lot. Sleeping a lot. That's cool. One of the best Making things. steak at I eight think. in the morning. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was such good steak, too. Now, so, you recently uh, watched all six traditional oh, yeah, Star right. Wars films oh, yeah. in a one night. You yep. haven't seen any of them. I haven't before. seen any of them. Now, we why started, have you never uh, seen them? We're just it just um, didn't pop on the radar. Yeah, I just never watched them. Like when I guess the prequel things came out. Right, 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 right. Yeah, when and we then by that point, I was just like, I don't want to watch them. Right, because like I don't know. But but in anticipation, I assume of the new movie, your friends marathoned yes. all six. Yeah, and then they made me watch them too. Right, because I was promised that we would watch the Fast and Furious franchise on a small screen, but they played football instead. Yeah, so this was like a re. Well, it was a terrible day. Um, they but, tricked you. But yeah. so what was your take? It's a trap. It's a trap. That's <laughs> <laughs> a trap. Um, I really like the second one. This is, I like this. Pilot's favorite was Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah, it's your favorite out of the six? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. I'm fascinated by this. Go on. It was hilarious. Like, I mean, if you're viewing it solely as like a slapstick film, it's the best of all of them. Well, C-3PO kills it in that movie. And also Hayden Christensen is amazing. One yeah, of the funniest were, actors. He was just had. transfixed by Yeah, well, that. I think he just like, he kind of transcended bad acting to a point where it was almost good. Right. And or it was just its own thing. 
Yeah, like it wasn't so it was much no acting as it was just good. like trying to talk and move at the same time, I, which I found mangle, very wonderful. I'm going to mangle this, but you had a tweet while watching it that was like watching Hayden Christensen perform is like watching someone learn how to talk for the first time. Yeah, and they're like still feeling it out. <laughs> yeah, they're still feeling it out. I mean, out. It, it's true, right? You're watching someone, yeah, have struggled doing two things at the same time, basically. And he's so bad at just those two things. And then he has to also try to convey emotion and it doesn't work. And then there's a lot of crazy stuff happening around him at all times. And yeah. He talks about sand. I, I thought it was squand at first. You thought he was pitching Nickelodeon squand? <laughs> I, I like, was thinking about squand the entire week before. And then my friend was just like, is. oh, it's, yeah, it. it's great. It's Nickelodeon. Stuff. It was like when Gak was so big and they were like, what's other things we can create? And it was like a mushy sand type. It's really disgusting. Colors. Okay. Yeah. It is true that Phantom Mass has a lot of gag placement, too. Yes. So it makes sense that so he be talked about yeah. Squand in the second Oh, my one. God. This stuff looks weird. It is weird. Yeah, it was great. All right. Anyway. But Hayden Christensen hates it. There's a YouTube video called Squand Commercial Slowed Down, which I'm going to watch later. Just you guys. <laughs> okay. Can you also send me that link? Yeah, I will. Okay. Um, so Tiger so the- Clones was your favorite. Yes. Oh, yeah. Phantom Menace, quick thoughts. Which one is that? The first one. Pod Race. Um, oh yeah, I like the Jar-Jar. the pod race thing. Yeah, no one told me how racist that movie was. Yeah, yeah very racist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was one that Jar Jar was kind of minstrelly, but I, I thought it was a joke when someone told me that, and then I watched it and I was like, oh. You you mean you couldn't believe that in 1999 such a thing would happen in a fucking sci-fi franchise movie? Yeah, that was it. That movie didn't make me feel great. Also, the Nemoidians and uh, Watto, the flying space shoe. I don't know what you're talking about. Watto's the slave owner. <laughs> Who's clearly who looks like my dad? Was that the movie that had that like there was one line where someone just goes, "Well, I'm not here to feed the slaves." It was like, all right, yeah, yeah, that's the one that's about slaves. Yeah, I didn't like that. Okay, so Revenge (laughs) of the Sith, uh, Anakin murders a bunch of children. Oh, that was great. Yeah, you you definitely enjoyed that, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. My guess is by the time we were getting to the older movies, you were probably just like sleepy and yeah, yeah. Oh, I was very drunk. Um, I don't remember the last that well great perfect um i know there was something about droids yeah a bunch of oh of, yeah. and uh and i was really mad because todd had spoiled the whole thing about like <laughs> our, our mutual friend todd vanderwerf he spoiled Fox. like hayden christensen is doth vader and i didn't know that yeah it's crazy pilot had somehow managed to dodge that famous <laughs> i did not twist, know any of that you knew her, who like, darth vader was having was not seen for her the like right before. i knew that Darth Vader was someone's dad. Like that's what I knew going okay. into Star Wars. Okay, you knew but I, I am knew your that. Father. Yes, right. and yeah. I knew that Yoda spoke backwards. Sure. And I, yeah, I think that's actually all I knew. And I knew there was someone named Anakin because that was my hamster's name. But that was it. Why did you name the hamster Anakin? Uh, we got him when we went to Burger King, okay. and they were handing out free Anakin posters. So I named him <laughs> Anakin. But then Kulata bit his head off, and I woke up to a dead, headless hamster. <laughs> Your other hamster was called Kula. Yeah, because we also went to Dunkin' Donuts that day. I love food. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> so Anakin really has only ever caused heartbreak for people. Yeah, so I just like, I only associated Star Wars with this headless hamster, so I wasn't really super into watching it. As opposed to a young man who kills children. Yeah, which is better. Yeah, yeah no question. No one likes children. But so just to set up what we're talking about today. Yes. We're talking about the Star Wars Holiday Special, 1978, which right, which which aired on CBS, mm-hmm. uh, f- a, like a year after Star Wars came out. I guess more like 18 months after. Yeah, because it's Christmas. Time. Right, May. Yeah, so it's like 18 months later. Star and it was Wars, just like an idea, like let's keep Star Wars out there, you know, before the sequel. Well, right? this was also kind of what was done. Like this was a time yeah, your where movie's TV, a big hit. Yeah, 
you do variety specials, and people were reprising their characters over and over again. Like people were less precious about your franchise, and, you know, your outlets, and whether things were canon or not. You just like would do stuff, and like Bella Lugosi would still go on TV and play Dracula like seventy billion years later. You right, know, right, right, right. These things happen. So I think they went to him and they went, oh man, big ratings event. If we could do a Star Wars holiday special, we know there's going to be a sequel, but it's a couple years off. Yeah, it's coming. Let's just get something out there. So they went to Georgie Boy Lucas, Georgie Porgy, and said, hey, Star Wars holiday special. And he went, I don't have the time. I'm making Star Wars movies. But if you want to do it, sure, here's my idea. And he threw an idea over his shoulder as he walked away. He went, yeah. uh, Chewbacca's got to get back home for the holidays with his family. And he, I think he gave them, apparently gave them like a little book of like Wookiee mythology that he'd written like way back in the day when he was like writing the first Star Wars. But he also threw that, consulted it. He threw that book over his shoulder. <laughs> okay. Everything oh, was right. over his shoulder. So uh, after about 10 minutes of watching this, I had to like Wikipedia it because I realized I didn't think that it was part of the actual franchise. I thought it was like some fan made thing on YouTube that just got like popular. It and looks like that. Yeah. And yeah. apparently it's like a legit. Thing. It's it's it, it was a legally once. made film. <laughs> now what is funny is that it only aired once and has never aired again or been sold in any physical media. Yeah, so George apparently Carrie Fisher has a copy of it because she asked George Lucas for a tape and she puts it on at the end of her parties so that everyone will leave. I, That's something she said in an interview once. I don't remember what it is, but she asked for it as payment for something else she it had was to do. Commentary, commentary. Yeah, because I did read that wiki this morning. Right. She was like, "I'll do the commentary if you give me a copy." Yeah. So he has no hand in Which making is terrible the film. payment. Hey, you know the heart wants what it wants, pilot. <laughs> I, I was trying to look up the ratings this got, like whether it was a hit, but I can't yeah. find any info from like Nielsen. Well, so, so you know, larger picture before we get into the meat of this uh, piece. Meat. The meat of this piece. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. the meat, okay, the bantha loin, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> to to tip our hat to the future. What? Um, did you see this part? We got a lot to talk about. <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure the pilot turned this on. I'm watching it right now behind me, uh, behind pilot's head. Oh, Jesus um, Christ! And just started skipping through it because it's demented. No, I kept it all on. I just never really looked at the screen. I mean, I think if you focused in on this movie, you'd go mad. So I think you need to sort of keep yourself at a distance from it. Uh. George Lucas has no say in the making of this film. He gives them the idea. He gives them the legal rights. They contract some of the uh, original actors. They get a lot of new people. They have a team of writers, including Bruce Valanche, write a bunch of jokes and scripts. <laughs> yeah, they, Bruce Valanche, yeah. who apparently tried to get his name taken off this. Bruce Valanche tried to get his name taken off this. Yeah. That's how bad this thing is. And the uh, director was like a TV guy, and they made this thing, and right. no one had really seen it. And it aired, 1978, really hyped up. Oh, my God, new Star Wars. For the first time since Star Wars came out, we're getting a new Star Wars thing. Yeah. And the legend is that, like, it starts kind of classically Star Wars. Han yeah, and Chewie in, in the cockpit. They're hey, Chewie, I'm driving as fast as I can. The traffic's bad. Uh, banter. You know, like, that's essentially <laughs> yeah, what's he's happening. He's literally like, I got to get you back in time. Jeez. You know, yeah. it, he, he seems like he's late. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that holiday right. starts in two hours. Everyone, we got to get back everyone's home. Everyone's in this movie. Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford. Carrie Fisher. They all the look like James they're on Quaaludes. Everyone. They're all, like, completely <laughs> blissed out. Everyone's on drugs in this Han Solo looks like he's having a gun pointed at him from us. I mean, Harrison Ford. Like, he looks so unhappy. Yes. Mark Hamill and... And Carrie Fisher literally look like they are on, like, mind-altering. Carrie books. Fisher is swaying most of the time she's on screen. <laughs> yeah, she looks like she's in a cult. Yeah, her... Because they didn't, like, totally... There she is. Yeah. They didn't totally get her costume right, so they kind of just draped a sheet over yeah. her. And she just looks like she's, like, a moon person. Her pupils oh, are very so dilated. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so opening of the film looks like Star Wars, right? They're in the cockpit. Uh, the holiday starts in two hours. We gotta get okay, moving. What is Life Day? Hey, <laughs> that's what we have the next hour to discuss. <laughs> okay. We gotta crack this code. That's the mystery we're trying to solve. Like, is that something that they made up just for this? Yeah, uh, it is. Okay. Yes. It All is right. a Wookiee yep. holiday. Yep. But it's like Wookiee Christmas, I All guess. Right. I have yep. one more question. Are Wookiees and Ewoks the same, or am I just racist? Different. Racist. <laughs> okay. You're total racist. But <laughs> Big it, racist. Should, it should be acknowledged, initially in Return of the Jedi, those were supposed to be Wookiees. Interesting. Like, that was the, the uh, initial idea was, like, the furry indigenous folk would just be Wookiees. So the little tiny guys that I love, those are Ewoks. Those are Ewoks, And yes. Chewbacca is, is a Wookiee. Wookie. Wookie. They're, okay. they're different species. And the, the Wookiees... Can they mate? Who knows? I mean, look, anyone can mate if they want to. I don't <laughs> know how it it's going to turn out. Yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, the Wookiees kind of... And whereas the Ewoks are more like... Oh, this is a yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The opening starts Nailed out. It. All right. Are you going to describe the opening for us again? Uh, Chewbacca, two hours. <laughs> no, but this is like... It's a beautiful turning point, right? Because, like, America's watching. Yeah, and they're, they're like, here we go. Yeah, they're, they're in it. racing around. It's yeah. 1978, right? Sure. I think maybe five VCRs exist. <laughs> right, right. No, because this is a key part of the legacy of this film, right? It's true. Maybe five VCRs exist, and two of them are watching, you know, this special as it is. <laughs> I'm watching it over Violet's shoulder. <laughs> it just, it's so demented. As they hit hyperdrive, they go, the Star Wars holiday special. Mm-hmm. List the whole cast. Oh, my God, all my favorite actors. And they're all their faces, like, looking at the camera. Yeah, waving. Yeah, Mark Hamill is, like, covered in white pancake makeup right. for no reason. Yeah. And then all these new stars who we'll get to in a second. <laughs> and then it makes a hard cut, right? When the credits are over, it makes a hard cut to, like, a Hanna-Barbera background drawing of a treehouse. Yeah. Right? Like a, like a very, like, not a lot of shading, even. Like, no. what is very clearly a two-dimensional... Yeah. Like crayon drawing. Look, they didn't have like a, a matte painting ready for this. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's... I watched this three hours ago and I have no recollection <laughs> no, no, no. of it. It's a hallucination. <laughs> it's a it's a group hallucination. It was a fever dream. There's a slow zoom in on the treehouse and then they cut to inside as Chewbacca's wife Mala, his dad Itchy, mm-hmm. and his son Lumpy. Right. And the next That's rude. ten minutes. That's are, a pretty rude name. And by the way, his dad looks insane. Insane. <laughs> like is the that, other two basically look like Chewbacca's. Like Lumpy's like a little Chewbacca, right. and the wife is like kind of just Chewbacca like a with slug. an apron. Yeah, <laughs> she wears an apron. She wears an apron so that you can tell that she's not Chewbacca. But uh, Itchy, the dad, looks like Nick Nolte. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Nick Nolte of Wookies. Very strange looking yeah. creature. <laughs> what happens is then there is fifteen fucking minutes, right, with no ad break. Yeah. It's crazy how few ad breaks there are in this. 15 minutes of just... This is an hour and 37 minutes long. It aired in a two-hour time slot. Yeah. Like, there weren't a lot of ads. To call, it would be an hour 18 now. To call what happens next a domestic drama <laughs> would be an insult to the term drama. It is domestic, and we just watched 15 minutes of them doing assorted tasks around their house. In Speaking in Wookiee. With no subtitles. Yeah, just yeah. like... I don't like how gendered this is. It's very gendered. Very gendered. She's, She's wearing, wearing an, apron. an apron. Her big scene is she gets to make dinner. Like, that's her big action sequence. she sequel. can't even do it well. Yeah, she <laughs> Although, like, what is the... Da- the dad's big scene... So they all have, like, these it's little... Porn. Interludes. We have to the move, dad wait, plugs into the We have to porn. slow down a little bit. Yeah, we have to slow down a little bit here. I know, Because the point I want to make, just before we start getting <laughs> into so trying to break... It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. Oh, and they live in this, like, very 70s house, this, like, big open plan house with a staircase. Like, it looks like Joey's house in the sitcom (laughs) Joey. I don't know if anyone has seen Joey. I mean, obviously, I've seen Joey. He's got this kind of big open plan house with a staircase. It kind of looks like this house. I almost wonder if it's the same location. 
The point I want to make before we start getting into <laughs> I like into, how like, familiar you are with Joey's I house. I love Joey's <laughs> house. Very Joey. good house. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Before we start like breaking this down on a micro level, the legend sort of is that at this point, somewhere along these 15 minutes of just Wookiees doing stuff, mm-hmm. 75% of the viewing audience turns up. <laughs> Right? I mean, why wouldn't they? The ratings were, like, really big for the first two minutes of Han Solo and Chewbacca in the cockpit, and then everyone starts turning off. So there are, like, two people who still keep recording the special. Yeah, who are like, no, I'm, I'm, maybe something interesting is going to happen in, right. in the next and just two hours. Keep the VCR running. Apparently, Bruce Valanche said, like, he, can't be- he couldn't believe that they did all this Wookiee stuff because, it, to quote Bruce Valanche, the only noise Wookiees make are fat guy orgasm noises. <laughs> That's such a Valance joke. It is. I mean, he's a fat guy. Yeah. No um, offense, Bruce. Yeah. I was kind of hoping the entire thing would be in that language with no subtitles. It, that would be impressive. It would be audacious. I would argue they made wait, the worst choice. But also, choice. a lot of it is. Yeah, it's like, like it's too much, but it's somehow not enough. Yes. I agree. I think they need it either needs to be 100% or 0%. Yeah. <laughs> to they... do 40% is really <laughs> tough. I just want, I did find the ratings data. According yeah. to Nielsen Media Research, it was seen by 13 million television households, finishing okay. second to Love Boat. <laughs> just an episode of Love Boat. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Was so, it a Star Wars episode of Love Boat? It was. Yeah. It was a Star Wars episode. Um, Han Solo was there. But episode. a lot of people uh, tuned out. George Lucas apparently <laughs> caught it. I know you Every said- time I laugh randomly, it's because I just caught it again in the corner of my eye. Ben is just sitting silently watching the special on the computer. Like, the dad looks like the abominable snowman. Yeah, uh, I know well, you said- here, here, we're coming up to a part I like to talk about, which is their entertainment system. <laughs> oh, yeah, they turn on, like, a chess set, but it turns into, like, this wacky interpretive dance. It's like Cirque du Soleil. Who is this for? <laughs> what yeah. is this? this Why is would Wookiees watch humans- Dancing. See, this is when I had to stop and see if it was and actually a, a real thing. They're basically yeah. watching like an episode of the electric company done by French acrobats. <laughs> like it is there's like a rainbow arch that they all tumble out of and they're but like, all... okay, this series has I know there was only one Star Wars movie at this point, but they've established what aliens look like and what humans look like. Mm-hmm. And these performers on this little robot table look like humans with Costumes. green jumpsuits. Yeah. So are they supposed to be within the reality of this film, little aliens or humans who are wearing like green face and pretending know. to be aliens? I yeah, know. I think it's humans pretending to be aliens. Right? And, and I think why? it's really offensive. It's offensive. It but maybe the Wookiees are kind of offensive. Maybe they like weird like human minstrelry. So I mean, they definitely like it. Look at look at Lumpy. He's transfixed right now. To complete this point <laughs> that I've been trying to make. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Everyone turns it off. The ratings dip, you know. It probably yeah. started out with 20 million viewers, ended sure. at 13. And two people record the thing the whole way. George Lucas apparently watches it and 30 minutes in calls up and is like, who the fuck let this happen? <laughs> and is flipping out and, like, just yelling at everybody. And so the second the special ends, he, like, gets himself to CBS headquarters, has them give him the master tape. Yeah. And, like, it just pulls back every single possible copy of the film. I ever. believe he has said, like, if I could smash every single tape, I would. Well, so that's the point. You this think he would have, like, watched it before it it's, aired? It, too busy. It's too, it's true. He, he probably... It's an hour and 37 minutes. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> busy, and I watched <laughs> yes. it. But this was also the last time that George Lucas, until he sold Disney, didn't have 100% control over everything. Right, this sort of taught him a lesson, is what you're arguing. It made him too yeah. controlling, I would right, say, right, as right, a result, right, right. in response to this. But the way we're still able to see this movie is the two people who recorded it on their primitive 1978 VCRs 
like made dupes of dupes of dupes. Of course, of and dupes. it just sort of got passed around as this weird, like culty. For decades, you'd have to go to a comic so convention. Long. So everything <laughs> in this movie so, so long. Still this movie feels like it's 17 hours. Here's long. here's clearly what happened. They were like, okay, you get Harrison Ford, you get Mark Hamill, you get you get all those guys for five minutes each, each. of them. So yeah. so you got an hour and a half of nothing. You right. got to fill. And so and who's like, your new main character, Art Carney? <laughs> so they just there's just like a lot of bits. Like there's that chess sequence. I mean that dancing sequence on the holographic chess. It's just tiny people on Trivia Pursuit board. Yeah, but yes. bits. But by calling them bits, you make it sound like, like it's, it's funny. Yeah, like they feel more like like segments in like Matthew Barney's Cremaster cycle. Uh, yeah, no, like they're just I visual mean, repetition. They are, works, and... they are works of anti-comedy. They like, are. The cooking segment, which I believe is the next segment. That's my favorite part of the entire In, in which... No, it's not. It's my second favorite part. It, yeah, the dying carol. Oh, yeah. Or is it the B.R.? No, B.R. Arthur, Arthur is my favorite part. Is, of it's the one part of the special I would argue is legitimately good. Yeah, so... I would disagree. Well, the, the cartoon's all right. So this is Mark Hamill is now Skyping in to see how <laughs> Chewbacca's family is doing. Yeah, by the way... R2 is just farting dry ice everywhere <laughs> during this scene for no good reason. And I think they were just like, we need some business to happen. So let's just pour some dry ice onto this scene. There's a part where Mark Hamill says, <laughs> okay, he's yeah. just shooting dry ice around. There's a part where Mark Hamill says like, come on, guys, don't be so sad. Come on, Lumpy, give me a smile. And they cut back to Lumpy and his face is like the same like grimaced, <laughs> like constipated Wookiee face he has. And then Luke's like, come on. Give me a smile. Oh, he says it to the wife. Oh, he says it to the wife. You're oh, right. He, he says it to the wife. He says it to Mollet. Sticking out yes. to me yes. just like, oh, that's so disgusting. No, no he says, That like, would come be on. such a thing piece right now. It would. He Imagine says, come on, cheer up. Today. Her face is the same. And then he goes, come on, Mala, give me a smile. And then she makes the exact same face. And he goes, there we go. <laughs> because the faces were so inexpressive, they couldn't make them smile. So he just has to react as if she smiled, even though all she does is just open her teeth a little bit. Um. Yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, he oh, looks so high. He looks really out of high. his mind. I would not be surprised if this was like two weeks after the car crash, and he's on like a multitude <laughs> no, of painkillers. His face killers. is still so baby faced. It has to be before. It's kind of weird. In uh, but I don't. That's a fair. But yeah. the other thing is like the stakes of this movie are like Han and Chewie haven't arrived. That's like the whole. They're state. stuck in traffic. Yeah. It's like they're just waiting for them to show up. And so they call people and they're like, they haven't arrived. And the people are like, they haven't arrived. I'm sure they'll arrive. Like, that's it. That's Everyone else thing. just calls in. There's all this business where Art Carney. Who is pretty much Academy the lead of this film. Academy Award winner Art Carney. He had yeah. already won, I believe, at the time the special came out. For uh, Harry Harry and Tonto. And Tonto. Yeah. Uh, legend of, of screens, uh, large and small. What did you think of Art Carney's performance? He plays the old junk shop guy. Friend of the Wookiees. Yeah. yeah, all I have, I like wrote down on my phone. Well, in my phone, I was just like, "Who is this guy and what is he doing?" Yeah, right. I don't know what's happening he's at all. He's talking a lot, just like, "Ooh, we've got some, got a wallet over here. We've got some stuff over here." I gotta admit, it's like such dated comedy. Yeah, but I, I love, I kind of love it. It's like there's something about there's like these really corny lines he just throws out, and like I was like. I was like, I'm all on board for this hammy shit. My take is I think this character, Art Carney's uh, Wookiee junk shop owner slash inventor. <laughs> but not a Wookiee. Not a Wookiee. He just lives among the Wookiees. Right. On a Wookiee planet that seemingly is otherwise only inhabited by Wookiees. He's the one human that this lives amongst them. This is four years after he won an Oscar. Four years after he not won. Not long. An Academy Award. <laughs> 
<laughs> he is kind of the lead of this movie. He is, I, he's I, in I, it the most, apart from the Wookiees. Yeah, yeah, no, I think he's, I mean, he definitely has the most dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's I, got these glasses, like, pushed all the way down his nose. He's yeah. like, yeah. My, his shirt is really open. Yeah, his shirt's very open. He seems to be wearing just, like, a lamb's wool shirt. Uh, it kind of looks like Polar Tech, but it's 1978, so I assume it's, it isn't. <laughs> this is my theory that I like to, to you know, kick Go. around in my head. Go ahead. 13 million people are watching this. Yeah. Families are turning it off. Yeah. Turning over to the love boat. It. Right. They're live hating it, you know, mm. whatever it was. No live tweeting. Or maybe, I think parents are probably like, hey, watch this is the thing you're so obsessed with to their right. kids. Like, really? This thing? This is the thing you went to see eight times? That was when parents realized their kids were idiots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This was the first time ever that oh, people realized that kids it. were dumb. So this scene of Vader walking down a corridor. Reused footage. It's just reused footage, and the guy next to him, Bast, yes. is in the movies, yes. but he dies in Star Wars, of course, because right. the Death Star gets blown up. Right. So on Wikipedia, on Wikipedia, there's an entry for Chief Bast lookalike, who is, has to be, because this is canonical. Yeah. There has to be another character who just looks exactly like him. Um, wait, can I say this. my favorite thing about the Star Wars movies when Please. I watched it was that Hayden Christensen grew up to be James Earl Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is my theory. <laughs> People are booing. Parents are yelling at their kids. Okay, Everyone sorry, hates it. Theory, yeah. Art Carney starts doing his routine. Uh, it's a Wookiee toothbrush. <laughs> also a hairbrush. <laughs> You know, uh, new prop, uh, it's uh, this, um, uh, also that, right? <laughs> Do you think he's just improv <laughs> I think everyone else is going, what the fuck happened? And one little boy sits there watching TV and goes, this, this is what I want to do when I grow up. And that becomes Carrot Top. Art Carney's <laughs> bit in this movie feels like- Let me see if the dates the, line up the there. How old is Carrot Top? To Carrot Top's entire Carrot comedic- Carrot Top's like 90. He's pretty old. But Carrot Top's Carrot entire- Top was born in 1965, so he would have been- 13 years old. 13. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think he'd be like, wait, you can make jokes just by holding up a prop and saying it's two things? <laughs> Doesn't this feel like a proto-Caratop routine? You're making me hate this more and more as we go along. It's, it's <laughs> I didn't think you were going to tie Carrot Top in somehow. Right? Anyway. Okay, so this is a great scene. Uh, Mala puts on her apron and has to get ready to make a bantha loin, a.k.a. bantha dick. For mm-hmm. her family for Life Day dinner. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, I hated this scene. Now, who is this playing the four-armed chef? Uh, Harvey Corman, one of the greatest comedic actors of all time. So what's going on here? Because he, this scene yeah. isn't even funny. Well, like, not even in a, like, it doesn't even seem to be trying to be funny. No, I can tell you what the joke is supposed to be. I embarrassingly have seen this three times. Okay. Star I Wars never, I want to say, I've never seen this before. Very embarrassing. Yeah. I've seen and this I love Star three Wars. Times. Yeah. Um, the joke here is supposed to be, that she's like the Julia child of space. Sure. But she has four arms. Right. And so she teaches people how to cook, and they're supposed to watch and cook along with her. Right, but, be- but they don't have four arms. So they can't keep up with her. That's what the joke is because supposed Julia to be. Julia Child is also infamous for being a very challenging chef and like having yes. challenging recipes. Right. Right. And right. also having four arms. Yes. And having four arms. Yeah, but she used those other two arms to just like... Jacket. Play patty cake. <laughs> I didn't want to say jacket. I'll let you say jacket. I'm very concerned about the hygiene issues of all that hair going into the food. Yeah, oh, she's got this crazy hair helmet. Yes. Um. Oh, you're are oh, you talking about the Wookies? Yeah. Well, you got to assume if you're eating Wookie cuisine, you're just you're just gonna have some hair, right? You just got to yeah. assume it, right? Yeah. Little hair is gonna get in there. Um. This scene is completely bonkers. Uh, it I goes on for 45 pilot. minutes. It's incredibly long. Yeah. It's about the length of like a cooking show. Yep. 
Uh, I agree with Pilot that it's ridiculously gendered. I don't know why a Wookiee would wear an apron. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason. Wookiees don't wear clothes. So Ever. why are suddenly is she getting an apron? Well, because she's a woman. She's in the kitchen. Also, she doesn't want to get uh, food all over her hair. But, like, <laughs> the hair that's everywhere. <laughs> if that were the case, she should be wearing a hazmat suit. All right, let's jump along. I want to get to Grandpa's part. Okay. <laughs> gran- that, I want to get to Grandpa's that's part. That's my favorite part. So it's the, like, what? The, who signed off on that? Yeah, there's a, there's some business where, like, the stormtroopers show up, which I, doesn't make much sense. Well, we, the Arcarnate care top routine is him trying to, like, evade suspicion from... The, the, the Empire. The stormtroopers show up. No, have you skipped past Jefferson Starship, or is that earlier? Uh, That's no, who that, that was. Comes, that, yeah. comes <laughs> that comes later. That comes later. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Grandpa plugs into his, I don't know, his mind porn machine. No, you're skipping over. That's a Christmas. Pre- That's a Life Day present that Art Carney brings to oh, him. Oh, okay, okay. Art Carney comes bearing gifts, and he goes, "Here are the things I love you. You're my close friends. Here are the things I've gotten specifically for you." And Itchy's like, Argh. and he's like. No, don't worry, Itchy. I got you something you're going to really like, but I can't show it to you in front of everyone else. Come back here with me. Plugs him into a chair and immediately swirling colors and like, hello there. How do you feel? It's insane. Do you like me? You should. Yeah, because she's I'm everything right you camera. want to be. There's crazy disco. I'm your pleasure. Yeah, no, that may be like, very like visually upset. Yeah, I mean, it's uncomfortable. Like, she's just trying to like fuck that kid Wookiee, right? I mean, no, this is the old man, the old man Wookiee, which is maybe worse, maybe better. It's Diane Carroll, Mm -hmm. like one of the greatest singers, like and entertainers. And she's trying to seduce an animal, essentially. (laughs) Like a a legendary figure. The first um, black woman to like be the lead in like an American TV brunch. Mm -hmm. Like, like, and what the hell is this? So she's wearing. Her outfit is amazing, though. It yeah. is pretty great. Her hair is almost linked to her sort of weird pink white Wait, dress. It's, it's honestly just like the little Kim thing she wore to the MTV yes, Awards. Yes, one tit's totally yeah. out. Yeah. It's like a sling. But she's not, it's not like, oh, Art Carney bought Itchy some porn. He's like, I bought a machine that plugs into your brain and gives you exactly what you want to see most in the world. So that's his ultimate fantasy. That's his ultimate fantasy is Diane Carroll wearing a little Kim dress. Just telling him how nice he is. And then singing a song. She's also like, the whole thing is sexual, but in terms of what she actually says, it's mostly just her being very complimentary of him. Yeah. He just wants someone to respect him. Yeah, right. Well, it sort of inches close, like walks right up to the line of like her just like having mental sex with him and like a right. weird VR tape and then it kind of oh, pulls back wants, and she uh, starts singing. She wants him to experience her. Well, yeah. I mean, look. Which is a really weird way to like hit on someone is like, hey, experience me. Yeah. And now it's like it's like a kaleidoscope image where it's like three Diane Carrolls on screen, like different sizes, like phasing in and out. And then it just looks like a kaleidoscope in the background. It's like octagons like And this distorting. is about 30 minutes in so I think this might be where George really drew the line. Yeah. Like right hauled up, here. found the yeah, tape. Yeah, you think this is where George yeah, started? He drove Grandpa's segment. George yeah. got yeah. his what? like nineteen seventy eight Dodge Dart, and he like drove <laughs> over to the CBS lot, and he was like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" It is pretty daring though. This is like nineteen seventy eight, and you're asking us to watch like what is a first person sequence? Like you're watching 
someone's fantasy. What this is is a variety show. They're just it's like a sci-fi variety show. So like, what would a sci-fi variety show look like? I don't know. Maybe like a mental sex tape. How do right. you feel about weird French dancers? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, like they wanted a Diane Carroll number, but they didn't want to have like just like Han Solo go like, stage. ladies and gentlemen, Diane Carroll. <laughs> Which is what they should have done. Yeah, that yeah. would have been so much better. Yeah. Here's, so much what, better. here's my pitch for it a should have been Wars. at the canteen. Yeah, Agreed. Exactly. Agreed. It should just Agreed. be at the bar. Yeah, and they're just like chatting, and they're like, oh, crazy. We we drive the Millennium Falcon. And whoa, yeah. anyway, and then and then like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, Diane Carroll, and she just gets on the stage and just yeah. watch her, right? Correct. Occam's uh, Razor. That's what it should have been. It should have just been that. Yeah. Instead, it's this weird like we. <laughs> oh my god, this is an acid trip. <laughs> yeah, this is the part where she's sort of her. She gets silhouetted, and she's. I. I it's like she a like two thousand and one like, like light tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I know that now everyone listening to this episode has seen this thing. I'm not going to say watch it. It's, it's on YouTube. Awful. At least scan across it. Like but maybe scrub just across check in it. with it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it, watch it. It has to be seen to be believed. Yes. For sure. Uh, Leia messages in, once again asking the same thing Luke did, which is like, where where is C-3PO? Where, where is uh, Chewbacca, rather? Uh, she gets really angry at the fact that they're talking in Wookiee to her. Uh, yeah. She's like, hey, how are you folks doing? And they're like, oh. And she's like, Jesus Christ, I'm a fucking human being. C-3PO, can you translate? Is it because she hates foreigners? Yeah, Is that apparently. She makes Art Carney come to the video phone. That's true. And, like, talk to her and explain what's going on. And then once again, it's like, well, there's nothing we can do about it, but I'm sure he'll get there. And she looks uh, very sad. Uh, Well, Leia looks sad? Uh, no, Carrie Fisher looks sad. <laughs> Leia looks Understandably fine. Understandably so. Yeah. Carrie Fisher looks miserable. Um... What happens next is oh we do briefly cut back to Han Solo here. They're just so, it's, the well. Let's get to so the part where the stormtroopers. Yeah, the stormtroopers show up. This part is not. In, this guy is crazy. The guy yeah. who's like flicking his wrists around. Yeah, he's like weird. Now we've talked a lot about how in this trilogy, uh, George uses like a lot of Nazi esque imagery from like the <laughs> uniforms to their behavior. You know, even some of the ships and everything is like trying to evoke that sort of like. Um, oppressive dictatorship, you know? Um, yeah, it's, like, really weird that everyone kept recommending this to me, and they're like, yeah, you know, Nazi imagery, minstrel show, like, you should watch it. <laughs> you just like Minions. You don't want to watch this nonsense. <laughs> minions are pure. Is there any Nazi imagery in the Minions? No, they have a whole explanation as to why they cut out the whole Nazi stuff. Yeah, because, right, because they do, of course, they are attracted yeah. to evil or whatever. Uh, and it goes guys. throughout history. Yep, but they, they skip over the Because they were, like, frozen in a cave. And... So they just so were frozen for the does time. Does it go from, yeah. like, Napoleon to the 60s in the movie? Kind of. I haven't seen Minions. Oh, my yet. God. Um, I find this chunk of the movie genuinely disturbing and upsetting, not because it is well done, but because uh, no. it, like, really dramatically is a recreation of, like, Nazi investigations. Oh, sure. You know, yeah, because, like, people are basically hiding under the floorboards. Yeah, it's I like mean, they Anne might as Frank. Well be. Yeah. They're, um, like, looking well, for the rebel. Yeah, except uh, <laughs> Anne Frank's family never tried to distract the Nazis by playing a Jefferson Starship music <laughs> right. video for them. <laughs> That's <laughs> Which my, is what happened. My brain explodes when I'm watching this because on one hand, like, I'm a Jewish person who constantly lives in some sort of unconscious terror that, like, a group of people will come and try to kill out my entire race again. Like, that exists. This. And so watching these scenes, even when they're poorly done, I'm like, fuck, this could happen. I'd be hiding under a floorboard. And then, here comes Jefferson Starship. And then Jefferson Starship <laughs> just does a little nut. They're in a box. They're in a little toy box. It's kind of good. Yeah, they do a good They're kind of rocking out. I, yeah. I didn't know who that was. No, I mean, I still why? don't really know who Jefferson Starship Well, is. here's how to answer they that were... question. It was 1978. They needed a rock band to play the Star Wars holiday special. Uh, what band has 
star oh, in there. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason they asked him to do this. That is, I never even made that connection. What's of like that's a Jefferson Starship song that I would know? Um, uh, the one from the Star Wars holiday special? No, oh, that was that's that, not. That's, when that's just Starship, Starship right? Yeah. They evolve into Starship. They went from oh, Jefferson okay. Airplane. They were initially Jefferson Airplane, who did like uh, White Rabbit and yeah. uh, Don't You Want right. Somebody We Built to This love. City has been stuck in my head since October. Congrats. But I thought that it was Journey this whole time. No, oh. no, no. Easy mistake to no, make. Of it course. was. It was Starship Singular. Okay. God. Ben. ben uh, nothing's gonna stop us now. That's a Jefferson okay. Starship song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, Ben is Ben already lost his mind. I want to say so. Here's the Jefferson Starship video, right? The other thing that happens is Lumpy goes to his room and watches a cartoon about his death. Yeah. It, what? It, it, it's almost like it's coming in as like a transmission. But it's like a it's from the past. Right. It's not like what's happening right now. It's how they meet Boba Fett. Yeah, it's a weird side adventure where Luke, Chewie, Han yeah. go to like a, a planet that's made out of red goo. Like shaggy 70s animation. Yeah. Like not it's clean a, it, stuff. It's like it I looks no, all right. I like the way it looks, but yeah. I'm saying it's not like a clean conventional style. It's like closer to like Fritz the Cat in aesthetics than it is to like, you know. Uh, the the Hanna Barbera aesthetics of the treehouse itself. Uh, yeah, it's not Hanna Barbera. Anyway, no. they watch this cartoon. Yeah, here's Lumpy watching. He's got these crazy headphones on, and he's worried. Like he doesn't want. The... Yeah, he's trying to shut the demons out, and he also doesn't want the Imperial forces to see the cartoon. Yeah, that's sort of weird. But uh, anyway, and the, so the cartoon. Now we should mention this was the introduction of Boba Fett. Is the introduction of Boba? Fett. It's the first time Who's he Boba appears. Fett? The the guy with the green helmet and the sort of. Okay. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. He's the one who captures Han Solo in in your favorite film, Attack the Clones. He's the little boy who's sad when his dad dies. Oh, okay. Yeah. The one boy who's sad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This, this guy. Oh, he's adorable. That's who he grows up to be. But he's the one who holds up his father's <laughs> decapitated head in the arena. Hey, I will say though, uh, the cartoon is so garbage, but look, I kind of like so, it. It's better too. than the rest. Yeah, but I, would say. I will Definitely, say the yeah. quality of the artwork and yeah. like that style, I love. Me too. It's like so throwbacky and just yeah. like reminds me of oh, I forget the movie now, but there's like a classic '70s animated film. Heavy metal. Yeah. 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 It's like heavy metal. Yeah. I really like the the shiny robot dude in the cartoon. C3PO. Yeah, I thought he was great in the cartoon. Yeah, he was. He, really he is pretty good in the cartoon. Yeah. He's got very expressive eyes. Um. So they watch this weird cartoon. <laughs> But look at this. We're still on scenes of yeah, like, like kicking furniture around. It is kind of disturbing. It makes me There's uncomfortable. There's a stuffed Bantha, which makes no sense. Banthas are from Tatooine. This isn't Tatooine. Sorry. The pilot's laughing at me right now. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, my group oh, in New York City. Welcome to my fucking every week with these guys. No idea what they're talking about. Ben, occasionally we would like get so deep that Ben would be like, what are you talking about? Who, Who are, are you these? What guys? are these names? Like, you can just make up, like, complete words right now, and I would just assume they're part of the Star Wars thing. I have no idea. Um, yeah. It, well, let's do that. I was, to, I was about to try and think of a name, but all I could think of was Lumpy. Which is <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I had totally forgotten about this, but Wikipedia reminds me. The next thing that happens is, like, Harvey Corman again, plays a robot just delivering, oh, like, Jesus technical Christ. instructions. The bit is that, this is what, once again, what the joke is supposed to be. The joke is supposed to be that he's doing an instructional video on how to set up your robot, but he himself is a robot and he's malfunctioning. So he's trying to explain how to make things work, but he himself doesn't work. Hey, the editing, though, reminded me of Tim and Eric. 
Yeah. I almost kind of feel like they were influenced by this somehow because it's so on like with what they do with that kind of like qu- like quick weird like edits and like the jerking of the heads and whatnot. When the energy of this bit's very weird because he keeps on like essentially falling asleep. Um, Midline. So I didn't know he was a robot till right now. So now this makes a little bit more sense. No, I, that's nothing. a good point. It, he just looks like a person. Yeah, right? I thought no. he was just like a creepy dude. It is not made clear. Once again, I've seen this three times. I figured out that that's what they <laughs> yeah, were like, trying so to do. No, uh, he's. I only know he's a robot because Wikipedia says so. Uh, no, right. this is made clear. Uh, Harvey Corman, once again, one of the greatest comedic actors <laughs> of all time, playing three different roles. Wait, so what's the third one? He plays the chef. He plays the robot. He plays the guy with the hole who drinks out of oh. his head at the cantina. And B. Arthur like pours the drink into his. He's head. in love with B. Arthur. <laughs> so what happens next is the the Imperials come on the screen and like martial law has been declared in Tatooine, another planet. Yeah. We cut there to a bar staffed by B. Arthur. Oh, you're missing by my Emmy and Golden Globe winner B. Arthur. You're skipping my favorite. You missed the setup. He, I though. believe yeah. is now the dead. setup. Okay. You're, the oh. setup, the setup to this is me. incredible. It doesn't make any they go, sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. They go, and now as part of uh, Imperial Regime, uh, we shall be showing you another installment of Life on Tatooine. So you can see how their life is run, feel better about Yourself uh, presented as always, uh, uh, and the guy's like stammering as he's saying it, like they can't figure out how to make the dialogue work. Presented as always, uh, unscripted and unedited. So essentially, what they're saying is, at a certain time in the day, the Empire forces all TVs to just play documentary footage of a place where everyone's sad, and it's like it's like the most popular program. You're just uh, supposed to be just seeing raw footage. So that everyone can feel better about their own lives. It's just like Investigation Discovery. Yes. Like, it's just all these, like, really sad, like, stories about, like, murder. And you're like, oh, yeah. my life's okay now. But but your TV automatically turns itself on at oh, a my given TV point in the that. day to do that live. This is, like, live footage as it's happening. It's like if Investigation Discovery was produced by Barack Obama. <laughs> And was a camera following around people while they were murdered. That's I would watch that. Yeah, would be a great That'd show. Be great. That would be great. Obama, if you're listening, please uh, get out. They'll be free soon. Yeah. Uh, Jeb would definitely do that show. That might be a reason to vote for Jeb. Jeb would definitely make that show happen. Um, so they cut I to- I barely know what you guys are Did you just endorse Jeb Bush right now? I said that would be <laughs> a reason to vote for Jeb. That's all I'm going to say, and I'll let you put one and one together. You know I'm voting what? for Jeb. I don't know if she did ever win a Golden Globe, but she won a Tony and an Emmy. B. Arthur. Jeb Bush? Oh. Yeah, Jeb Bush. Well, <laughs> B. Arthur is Jeb Bush. Yeah, we Jeb Bush has clear. an EGOT. Yeah, he has an EGOT. Right. Of course. He yeah. just only won two of them as B. Arthur. <laughs> he won his Oscar as Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> and he won his Golden Globe. <laughs> no, that's the He was EGOT. a rumor Willis. He was named uh, Miss Golden Globe. He won an Egget, you're saying. He didn't win the uh, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, oh, Tony. Oh, it's Grammy, not yeah. Golden Globe. Right, no, I no, but he won an Egget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is he won a Golden Globe as Rumor <laughs> Willis as Miss Golden Globe. Won an Oscar as Benicio Del Toro for Traffic and then won two awards as B. Arthur. Um, okay, so B. Arthur is so good in this. This is oh, legitimately, yeah, I, like I think, a really good performance. Yeah, it's really fun. So we cut to the cantina that we it's know from really A New Hope. It's a really good performance that... It just comes out of nowhere. Though. Nowhere, because yeah. she's actually playing it real. Like, goodbye, goodbye, and you're what? On, like, who's this? Oh my god! This is Harvey Corman. No, I know. So I Harvey know. Corman is a guy who thinks that she, that it, it, she's in love with him because he went there the night before, and she went goodbye until I see you again, you know, or whatever. And he comes and he's drunk. He's an alien. He's got a hole in his head. She has to pour the drinks into the top of his noggin, 
And she's like, look, whatever you think I said, what, what you wanted to hear, the whatever it wasn't. Like, she says some crazy sentence. And he's like, no, but surely we love each other. And then she says it to, like, six other guys. And it's this weird little, like, slice-of-life drama of, like, the cantina, which we had seen before, is like, oh, this is a place of, like, scumbags and criminals. And it's like, no, all these people are just sad. They're sad, and they don't have anywhere else to go, and they fall in love with anyone who even shows them a second of attention. And then the government comes on the TV and is like, all citizens of Tatooine must leave immediately. So the Wookiees are watching a TV show of what's happening live on Tatooine. Like, uh, what is it? I don't know. Forget it. Sorry. I'll cut this out. Well, and then the TV tells them, (laughs) please keep that in. The TV tells them that has to be in, that they all have to leave the bar. They're grounded. I think that's what they say. Yes. No, but no. Uh, Guys, we're really going to debate the story. On the Wookiee planet, they're grounded. <laughs> on Tatooine, they want them all to leave because then B. Arthur's like, out, everybody out of the bar. And she sings a song called Goodnight, comma, but not goodbye. Because they won't leave. And she's like, fine, one last round of drinks on me. And the song is set to the music of the cantina yeah, music the they play. Good night, but not goodbye. All right, she doesn't have that deep a voice. Smoking 100s. Yeah. Now, I believe this is pre Golden Girl. It is. I think this is pre her kind of rebound. She's on Maud. Yeah. Yeah. And then there may have been canceled. So it's Maud had just been canceled. Ooh. All right. But I think she plays this character with a real emotional weight. This is a woman who's surrounded all day by dead end people and dead end lives. You know, her job is to be a, 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 a temporary friend to people who have no one. And yeah, she sits around. She's a bartender. Let's have another drink. <laughs> Pilot, what did you think <laughs> of the scene with the Arthur? Uh, I really love the author, but I love, love her. I love her. Are you a Golden Girls? Girl I've never fan? seen Golden Girls. Yeah, I just, I, I just like her existence. Feels like a. <laughs> There's just so many episodes. I know, I know. It's a real beast to marathon because Pilot is very good at marathoning. Yeah. you know, classics of TV. It's of... it's on my list. Um, but I I liked her. I didn't like her scene. No, the scene's rough. <laughs> Do you like the song? No. You don't think it's catchy? No. I thought it was a jam. I disagree with That's you. That's me. I jam to it. <laughs> what, I mean, what? I would watch like an entire sitcom based on like a Star Wars bar. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Show me, me too. a show that's just sad aliens in a I bar. I mean, yeah. like, like we said, if the whole special was this, I'd be more on board. It's a little jarring yeah. <laughs> to cut to this and then cut right out of it. Okay, so here's my pitch. They I'm totally to. justified it, though, David. It's a documentary <laughs> that everyone has to watch all a the time. A live documentary. What do you mean? <laughs> Here's my plan. I am going to cut this B. Arthur section out of the holiday special on its own so it's not jarring. And then I'm going to submit just that piece to the Academy Awards for consideration in their live action short category. And I expect that I will be an Oscar winner come February. I, I'm calling I it right here. Be sued by Lucasfilm. I don't think so because George <laughs> pretends this movie doesn't exist. <laughs> Have you seen the Conan segment though, where they play this for Harrison Ford and yeah. he's so furious? Yes, because he's never seen it, <laughs> and he pretends that it doesn't exist. Because for a while, Lucas denied it existed. Their yeah. attitude was like, if no one can prove it happened, then it's just our word. And these tapes kept on leaking out at, like, Comic-Cons. People were buying VHSs that were, like, yeah. 17th generation dupes. And now with the internet, like, anyone can watch it anytime. Yeah. Poor Georgie. They should remaster it. Yeah, Release he it should, on he should uh, you know, do what he does with his, his films. This is the only one I want to see a special edition of. So this movie, after the B. Arthur sequence, cuts back to the house, the mm-hmm. Wookiee house. 
What a good song. Han and Chewie arrive, and there's like a action scene where they dispose of the stormtroopers. Yeah. Many of them are murdered. You think that uh, Lumpy is about to be killed yeah. by a stormtrooper. He comes in. Lumpy's playing with his toy. He throws the toy down on the ground. He picks his gun up off a shelf that he just put it on and then chases Lumpy around the house. And then Chewbacca and Han Solo come in and save the day. It's like kind of a dark Christmas special. It is. Well, it's not a Christmas special. It's a holiday, holiday special. Holiday it's a life special. Day special. And, and up until life this point in the film, thing. we still don't know. Life is definitely a, it's a science fiction concept. But... Um, <laughs> Up until this point in the movie, and I use that term loosely, movie, uh, we still have no understanding of what Life Day is. No, not at all. It's just a holiday. And in terms according to Wikipedia, it's once every three years. Oh shit! Very special. So it's very important. Yeah. Um, I love that every time they go to like Luke or Leia, they go like, "Man, if I know Chewie, he'd never miss a Life Day." And it's like you've known Chewie for like three weeks within the chronology of this film. You don't know him that well. You don't know that he'd never miss a life day. You just met the guy. I mean, I never miss a life day. Yeah, but I'm, that's you. I know you. I've yeah, known you for years. I know that you never day. miss a life day. No, that's what everyone knows about you. It is that's really, your Twitter bio. <laughs> it is really funny where Han Solo's like, I know, I know life day. Don't worry, don't worry. We're going to make it. We're going to make <laughs> we it. We all know what life day is. We know you love life day. So when they go to the house and Mala is like preparing Banff the dick. <laughs> And everyone's getting presents. You're like, this is just like Christmas. It's just Christmas. They're going to make a big dinner. They're going to get some presents. That's all that it is. Then Chewbacca puts on a blood red robe. Well, no, I want to, before we get past it, I just want to say the part between Chewbacca and his wife where they like have that weird stare off and then like start making out. Yep. Very strange. Yep. <laughs> Super I weird. mean, how do you, they're, they're in fursuits. How do you really represent intimacy? That was the only part of the movie I liked. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this is. It was a, the most Airbud part of yeah. the movie. Oh, I mean, it was the most relatable part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. If only they'd wink to the camera right after they kissed. As someone who for or six a train or a train going through a tunnel, <laughs> <laughs> pulling old it's Hitchcock. A, you mean it's a furry train? <laughs> it's a furry train going through a furry. Tunnel. I think it just cut to like a dog humping another dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, you know, the guy who for six movies has wished that these films had more like more uh, sex in them. Yeah, like unsimulated, aggressive, full penetration sex on screen. Uh-huh. And then this is like, uh, maybe you know, probably like that. <laughs> be careful what you wish for, because I'm watching this kiss, and oh, I'm like, maybe gross. I don't want sex to exist. Period. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, the Star Wars universe basically exists Wait, beyond sex. So there are definitely Star Wars porn parties. Oh, yeah. How come you're not doing episodes about that? Because I want official canon stuff. <laughs> no, want... What are you talking about? You have read Star Wars porn fanfic. I like it. I read it, yeah. Three different times. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah, we've done that, we've done that three different <laughs> Can times. Can we yeah. watch Star Wars porn and then Oh, you're those? saying we've never watched, like, whatever. Yeah. Star bones, star yeah. whatever. I, I just, don't know. I don't think we'll have the same spirit. <laughs> <laughs> But there is an episode pilot, my heart. if you want to go in our back catalog, where he reads me fan fiction about... Uh, Qui-Gon being filleted by Obi-Wan Kenobi at a glory hole on an alien planet. Uh, excuse me, a space glory hole. <laughs> none, none of these are words. Um, so Life Day looks like a suicide cult yeah, preparing they're all dressed <laughs> to sacrifice themselves. They are in some kind of dark chamber with very obvious like spotlights. There's dry ice everywhere. everywhere. C-3PO is leading the procession. Yeah, C-3PO and R2-D2 are for some reason involved. He's, even he, though uh, ordained by the Universal Life Church. <laughs> Chewbacca is there. Yeah. Uh, does he do anything? He holds an orb, right? Doesn't he hold a thing like a stone? 
I stopped. That's not watching. doing something. Just holding something. Well, it something. seems like part of tradition. Well, the weird thing is, I mean, probably because the Wookiees can't speak, yeah. Leia explains what Life Day is and then sings a song in celebration of Life Day. And the song is to the tune of the Star Wars main instrumental but theme. I want to point out Carrie Fisher does not get the high note at all. Like, she bombs the high note of but, the Star but Wars But she gets the high note <laughs> if you catch my drift. I do catch your drift, yes. Yeah, this is when I, like, stopped yeah. watching that. Yeah, well, go. Carrie Fisher is whacked out on whatever she's whacked but out on. But the song is literally her going, like, these days we spent together. Yes. Like, it's her singing and it's words clearly to one Star take. Wars. <laughs> she can't stop swaying. At a certain point, she starts screaming and then punching Chewbacca in her chest, and everyone has to calm, remind her to calm down and chill out. She writes three screenplays during this musical number. <laughs> Carrie Fisher, one of the greatest screenplay writers. I was just making a, a Coke screenplay joke. Oh, that's, that's what I was doing. But she is a really good screenwriter. Um, what she written? Well, Postcards from the Ed. But, I mean, she was a famous like script doctor in the yeah, 90s. She did punch up on a lot of things. Oh, did she write this special? Yeah, she wrote this special. She did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's not a good. She writer. coughed it onto a napkin <laughs> <laughs> at a at a party being held by uh, Joey Buttafuoco. I, yeah. I don't know. I couldn't do a seventies reference. No, that is. But that, this was a landmark film though, because this was the first. Um, Look, uh, at, she's leaning. Yeah, it looks like she's being suspended yeah. by wires. No, she can't stand up. <laughs> this is. I don't know if you know this, but it's a historical fact. This was the first uh, movie ever to be based off of uh, Bloody Coke Flat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was adapted from. Sometimes Griffin really leads in, leads up to a bit, and then he does the bit, and the bit is bad. That's my favorite. <laughs> and I'm just angry with him. But and is, that's it, his favorite is that part of the not podcast. the joke? Is not the joke that I am persistent in my lead up to get to the point where you're unamused, and then I smile like this? Yes. Ding. I wish people could see the smile. I, I felt they heard good it. About it went. I felt pretty good about that Harry Train part. Oh, the oh that was good. You killed, you killed the Harry Train joke. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. And Harry Tunnel. Let's yeah. not forget. A very Harry Tunnel. Have um, you ever met Ben before, Pilot? No. What do you think of Ben? <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> no, let's talk about Ben for a little bit, because we love Ben. No, he no. seems great. What's happening is we're now we're now done. We're not oh, done. We're we got to talk about Ben. Oh, How long oh, have we been great. running, Ben? Like 45 minutes? This is uh, going to be our shortest episode ever. Almost an hour. All right. Oh, okay, an hour. Okay. I want to say some things about Ben. Oh, great. Oh, my God. Did you write something down? Uh, no, I'm just, Are you getting just more... looking at your texts. Oh, oh. Getting... Griffin's email got hacked today. If you got an email from me today, if it wasn't, that's all I gotta say. Yep. Don't click on the link. Stuff. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot. It ends with them. They just cut together a bunch of scenes from the hit movie Star Wars. Chewbacca has a oh, I love that movie. As if to remind you, yeah, like, like, sorry guys, but remember Star Wars? That's a good movie. And we are forgetting the most important part of Life Day, which is that Chewbacca walks on the stars and then holds an orb up to the sun. I, I may have skipped over This that is part. like the last image of the Life Day holiday as they walk out of this cave onto the stars and he literally walks on the sky. Like he walks on space. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I just. I okay, just, I have a hot take here. Oh, please. This is stupid. <laughs> Interesting. Go on. <laughs> I don't like anything about this. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's see where she's going with if this. Gonna, see. If you were going to rank the seven Star Wars Oh, this things. would still be second. <laughs> Behind Attack of the Clones. Yep. And what's number three? I'm interested. Um, I like the third one. The third of the originals, like the Ewok one? Or the third one where? The third one I watched, and we saw it oh, with Okay, the, so we're in Avengers Burns set. Up in a Volcano. Yeah. Yeah. Like and then, um, then I like the one with the Ewoks. Right. And then I don't remember 
most of the other movies. Uh, yeah, anyone who has an opinion on this, don't tweet at us. Uh, don't tweet at us. This is my definitive ranking. Number one favorite Star Wars movie is Star Wars. A New oh, Hope. good movie. Number two is Empire Strikes Back. Sure. Number three is Return of the Jedi. So you're just going chronologically. Number four is The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Number five is The Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> Six is Attack of the Clones. Seven is Revenge of the Sith. So this this is nestled right above the the Attack of the Clones. The B. Arthur scene is so good. <laughs> I can't tell you. It's everything I want out of a movie. It's sad drunks. It's songs. It's aliens. Mm-hmm. I think bars are the best setting for any dramatic. They horror. are good. Harvey Corman drinks fucking liquor out of his head. It's great. I want to revise my rankings. Please do. Um, my first. One is just a scene of Chewbacca kissing his wife. Hells yeah. And then it's Attack of the Clones. And then it's the Christmas special entirely. The rest I don't care about. I'm with that. I'm with that. I hear that. I feel that. Oh, I like Spaceballs. Oh, yeah. Spaceballs. Yeah, I get all the jokes now. Right. Yeah. yeah. You've seen Spaceballs multiple times I love Spaceballs. Now I understand it. Do you find it funnier or less funny now? Less funny. Okay. (laughs) Now, I guess we should know this is the last time we're ever going to talk about Star Wars. Probably. This will At be the last one released. there are new Star Wars movies. Yes, 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 you're right. Yes. You like, are correct. in life? Because that would be great. <laughs> just don't talk about The Star internet's Wars just not going to talk about Star Wars anymore. I definitely do need a sabbatical. I talked about this in our Return of the Jedi episode, but, like, we're recording this the day before we see The Force Awakens, and I've been having, like, panic attacks about it. I know. It. I had a bunch of weird dreams about Star Wars last night. Really weird dreams. Yeah. yeah I, I, looking, I slept, yeah. like, 20 hours yesterday. I just oh, kept I on having like Star five. Wars nightmares. I had a cavity too, so I was on fucking anesthesia. Whatever. Okay, I know you haven't seen the Minions movies, but you know the language they speak, like where it's just all made up words and yep. like yeah, yeah that's Shipper. what it sounds like when you guys talk about Star Wars to me, mm-hmm. like just made up words. Well, considering that We're Minions, just like, that's just it's just Wookie talk. Considering that Minions are your favorite thing in the world, I take that as a great compliment, pilot. Thank you. Oh, pilot Upset. just called us a couple of Minions. Do you hear that, David? <laughs> Yes, I called you short, yellow, and annoying. Yeah, she calls a couple minions. The last time I saw Pilot, when we went to see the big short together, (laughs) uh, you sat down and I said, you kind of look like a minion right now, and you got very angry with me. And you said it was because I was wearing a hat, even though minions do not wear hats. Well, it kind of just rounded your head (laughs) in the same way that minions have those rounded heads. Pilot, were you disappointed that the big short was not about minions because the title implies that it's about things that are big in personality but short in stature? That's exactly what I thought. Cool. Okay. Guys. We're not done. I have 30 more minutes of things to talk about. Uh, come on. So who wins the Star Wars? Who wins? When will there be star peace? Well, I don't know. I mean, because at the end of Return of the Jedi, the Rebels win. Sure. But it ends very abruptly. It the does. Rebels win. They all stand together for a group photo. No, 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 no. Yeah, they have movie. like a party. Yeah. Like a sort of mid-sized party. So this, the movie that's coming out, that takes place after the third of the old ones? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. It takes place, I believe, something like 20 to 30 years after? Yeah. Yeah. But it's still in a galaxy in a time long, long Yeah, what ago. if the opening thing is just like Boise, Idaho, rather than <laughs> Star Wars? 1970. Yeah. It's still a while ago. It's not as long ago because yeah. we've caught up. We're getting there. And there's no Hayden Christensen? Don't believe so. Although you know what? Who like, knows? Who knows? We haven't like, seen they've, it yet. They've, been, they've kept it pretty secret. Maybe he'll pop up. If he's in it, I will go watch it. So yeah, that's a good question, Pilot. Are you gonna pay? Um, I have movie pass. 
Hey. I'm not paying for Star Wars. It's uh, the show sponsored by MoviePass. No, <laughs> you are going. I am going to see it. You're seeing Road Chip first. Yeah, I'm though, seeing but... Road Chip at midnight when everyone's seeing Star okay, Wars. Wait, no, here's a serious game. We, we're going to talk about Road Chip because I'm really excited for Road Chip, as you know. And I want to do a full episode about the cinema of Walt Becker, who also directed Old Dogs, which is one of the most fascinating movies ever made. Are you an Old Dogs fan? I pilot? am an Old yeah, Dogs. I mean, old Dogs is incredible. That's, yeah. see, that, right? that, that's, that's not a home run. I mean, also a misleading title, but it's still good. Yeah, because there, there's, there's like no actual dogs. There is a dog, but like there's not like a pack of just character. old dogs with no. like canes and anything. No. There's one singular old dog who is a supporting character, a minor tertiary character in the it film. It should be like all main characters are just old dogs. Yeah, that movie should be called Old Men. Yeah, but not even They're old like men and one dog. Yeah, yeah, the middle-aged men with sort of a bone to pick with life. This is the actual That's thing. That's kind I of a do. long title, David. All right, yeah, sorry. David, come well, on. I'm not, I don't work in <laughs> marketing. Yeah, there's a reason why Pilot and I do. We own Griffin Pilot Marketing PR. Uh, it's called uh, Marketing uh, Public Relations. Um, okay, this is a thing I actually want to do. This episode will be coming out later, but we're recording it the day before we see The Force Awakens. The next time you and I are recording is once we have seen that movie, responding to it. This is our last chance for all four of us to make predictions about what we think happens in The Force Awakens. Darth Maul comes back. Yep. Uh, he's been cloned. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie is not actually called The Force Awakens. It's called The uh, The Second Attack of the Clones. Uh, it's, it's all just been a big trick, and it turns out George Lucas made the whole movie. So do you think that when you walked <laughs> into the theater, they pulled down the posters and yeah, they, they were like, fake we're posters? Lying. We were lying. And the movie they showed to critics that the critics all liked, yeah. that's not the movie. They, that was a MacGuffin. Yeah, that was a fake movie. They made a fake movie to show them. I mean, it sounds fun, what you're describing. Um, I'm really hoping there's scenes in bars. Uh, that's the big takeaway from the holiday special. It's yeah. like star bars. People you know? pouring drinks into various holes in their body. Yeah. Pilot, you're a big fan of the Bar Rescue. Yes. Oh, my franchise. God. I want a Bar Rescue episode be, about Star Wars. I don't know why Bar Rescue hasn't hooked that up. Why don't they do a Star Wars themed episode? John I think Tapper they should just the do like, They should do just like all kind of like tragic like episodes. Where they just go and like figure out what's wrong with the Titanic. And it would be great. You want oh, not Star Wars. You want Bar Rescue to go to the Titanic. Yes. Because I think John Taffer would, like, really whip yeah. that ship into shape. Yeah, he'd get onto the ship and just go, the number one thing you need is girls coming onto the ship. Now, how are <laughs> girls going to come to the ship if it's at the bottom of the ocean? You need a butt funnel. <laughs> Wait, does, does he occasionally give them butt funnels at, at yeah. bar rescue? No, okay, you're not, not the butt funnel you're thinking of. A butt funnel is when they, like, have two, like, kind of tables and bars that are really close to each other. So when you, like, cross with someone and you're like really close to them I see yeah and that's how you like formulate relationships in the bars you brush against people creepily John Tapper is a student of human behavior David (laughs) that's his thing he likes to see he's an anthropologist why do you go to a bar because you want to connect and John Tapper's like how do you make a place that is conducive to connection butt funnels butt funnels are you looking up butt funnels right now yep (laughs) okay so can I tell you what I think happens in The Force Awakens please please All right. do you think The Force is going to wake up no, okay. it's really sleepy. I think there's going to be this golden retriever, and he's going to learn how to play basketball. Okay. And it's, he's going to like replace this like poor kid on a team, and he's going to win the championship. But what about his original owner? Oh, the owner's dead. Everyone's dead. Uh, let me just show you the... That's a great prediction. Let me just show you the uh, image that came up when I searched for butt funnel. <laughs> John, Tapper. John Tapper. John Tapper just looks like the like Goombas from Super Mario Brothers. Yes, he does. That is accurate. Uh, this this holiday special could have done with more Goombas. 
Yep, everything. Mm-hmm. All right, I got my prediction. Do What's it. your prediction, bud? The open on Alagashu, this mm-hmm. giant okay. Jedi. And he's fighting. This is Ben's original creation. He's okay. fighting. He's creating original characters. Here's I didn't know if that was existing or Here's not. Here's the pitch with Alagashu. He's big. He's a big guy. <laughs> Very big. He's a big Jedi. And he's got a little thing like a quado from Total Recall that talks to him. That guy's Check smart. it out, though. I added a new thing. Oh. He uses a lightsaber that's like nunchucks. <laughs> Which, what part does he hold on yeah, to? Yeah, right. Yeah, the lightsaber you... part? Um, it burn his hands. No. Then? Well, he one part gloves? of it is just regular, but then he swings it around. So it's sort of like a spinning lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. On like a chain. That sounds dangerous. That sounds incredible. And he's dangerous. big, too, so it's a big weapon. <laughs> So your prediction is it opens on Alagashu. Ben has never been clear how big he is, just that he is fucking big. big dude. Yeah. Right? We know if that means like 10 feet or like 100 feet. Like it's a little it's just like 6'5". Ben hates that, that Star Wars has a lot of little things and it's got like Yoda and Ewoks. He, oh, Ben's I love all, the little things. Me no. too. Because yeah, like, like they can pile off each other and become a big thing. I don't yeah. like the lesson behind it. What's the lesson, Ben? That like, you, you know, don't underestimate the little guy. Yeah, that's a cool lesson. No, big wins. <laughs> So your lesson that you're trying to teach is big, big wins. Yep. And that's where you start the movie and you stay on that the rest of the time. So your prediction is that Force Awakens is just an Alugashu. Yep. It's my idea. Just swinging nunchucks. I think we're all predicting that the marketing for Force Awakens is very misleading. (laughs) It's deceptive. Is Bat Pecky in it? Oh, sure. Your other creation. He's from the cave planet. Uh, and he is. Um, and ben will do this at no, like you'll just do it whenever you can. Well, he's worked really hard on sure, these. Characters. No problem. I felt really good about it. Yeah. So Bat Peggy's from a cave planet. He's a part man, part bat. You could say he's a Batman. Yeah. And his parents died, so he's an orphan. Like Batman. Similar to Batman. I didn't realize that at the time, but yes, they're close enough, I suppose. <laughs> but, but he's uh, called Bat Peggy. He's called Bat Peggy. These are so much better than the actual Star Wars characters. I know. <laughs> and then you get together. And you know, yeah, you guys would be great stuff. friends. Uh, dark, stupid idiot. Uh huh. He's a uh, he's a bad guy. He's very wet. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's just how it worked out. You know, how, like uh, there's it's the guy. The process. The the uh, you know the coughing uh, bad guy. Of course, his name escapes me. General Grievous. He's uh, this is his like cough, but he's always wet and he's pissed about being wet. I will say to your credit, Ben. What's up? What, it's been like six weeks since you came up with these characters, maybe? Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little longer. Maybe even a little longer. Every time you pitch them, and you you pitch them with almost the exact same wording every time, like <laughs> clockwork, you know? Like a tape. It's the same wording every it's time. It's true. It's like we are a production studio, and you are just, just like, dropping in your five minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it gets funnier every time. And more does, every time you sell me harder and harder on these characters. Well, I guess this will be the last time, unfortunately. All right, guys. So that's your holy trinity. We gotta wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait, can I can I tell the Star Wars joke that I finally understand now? Yeah. Oh yeah, this is a good joke. And uh, I'm gonna end the show making my prediction. Uh, oh yeah, sure. Uh, what's the internal temperature of a tauntaun? Lukewarm. That's a really good joke. It's a clever little joke. Yeah, a really clever little. <laughs> and my you friend never Stephanie told me that, and like I did not hear it. I did not understand it for like months and months, and now I get it, and I still don't laugh. But I get it. But it's we all liked it. It was good. Yeah. We all were just like we gave a little smile. We gave a little studio. smile and went, "Oh, nice joke, nice yeah. joke." Good job, pilot. So, good job, pilot. Good job, Stephanie. What's your prediction, Griffin, for the Force Awakens, which we are seeing tomorrow together at seven p.m. in Times Square? In Times Thanks Square for inviting studio. me. Yeah, you're welcome. You're going to see Road Trip. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you wouldn't want to come. I had to sell my Road Trip tickets to you in order to go see Star Wars. 
<laughs> the mystery is revealed of who yeah. bought the road trip ticket. Yeah. My IMAX seven o'clock road trip. He claims there's an IMAX screening. IMAX three D RPX. Yeah, of course. It's actually in four D. Yeah. So like the seats move and like they're moving in the car. And they throw nuts they, at your face. Yep. It's weird. <laughs> they throw acorns and nuts at your face during the movie. It's just acorns an AMC and employee. Nuts. Yeah. Acorns and nuts. All right. What's your prediction? I just want to say before that. Sure. Um, this this is our last episode of 2015. Been a pleasure. Uh, this concludes Star Wars definitively on this show. Yeah, uh, we're excited for 2016. Yeah, uh, we have some really fun stuff coming up. Yeah, we're gonna do some fun stuff. Uh, we'll tell you about it soon. Yeah. Um, thanks to everyone who's written in recently. I mean, general thanks to all your support, but thanks to everyone who's written in recently. Yeah, fuck um, the early people. Fuck yeah. the early adopters. But, thanks uh, to everyone who's jumping on the train. Uh, Comtech ships are in the mail. Uh, if how not, how many of those did you have to send out? I'm still tabulating. Okay, great. Yeah, but a lot. Um, I appreciate everyone who wanted one, though, and I'm, as predicted, already stressed out about getting all of them out, but they should be around Christmas, if not a little later. Yeah. You should be receiving yours. Um, uh, in terms of our naming and branding, uh, we'll still talk about it, but, but votes are in. I think people like blank check. People like it a lot. I think that's maybe where we're heading. Yeah, Katie, Katie Rich already said that we have to do a blank check episode on something. Which I'm happy Twitter to today. do. Would uh, you just like the movie Blank Check? I love the movie Blank Check. Well, we all do. This so, is a big Blank Check This is an adult woman making out with a kid. Yeah, and it's Kennedy. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> MTV VJ Kennedy. Oh, God. Blank Check is demented. Uh, we, we're thinking- let's, And it has Tone Loke in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a Velcro wall. The idea is that we would rename this podcast Blank Check with Griffin and David. Do you like that idea? I like that. Yeah. I support that. A few people were strongly against it, but I- They're wrong. Well, they, they seem to be against the movie Blank Check. Which is outrageous. Still wrong. It's problematic to have that opinion. You should cut those people out of your life. Well, no. We're trying. No, we like listeners. Yeah, as long I'm as they're not kidding. Sith Lords, we like them. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a loose announcement that we're going to be blank check in 2016 with some new things coming at you. We'll be announcing those soon. Uh, one I can say, I'll say one right now because I, really, I want to plug it right now. Uh, I think we're going to do a one-off episode about Ang Lee's Hulk called Hulking the Hulk. Oh, that's right. Well, I want to do some superhero podcasts yeah. in January. Yeah. But Hulking the Hulk, I want to do Thor the Dark World. Iron Man 3. We want to do Iron Man 3. And the fourth one, you want to do some bullshit. And you want to do some bullshit. I want to do The Wolverine, which is a fucking Fellini movie as superhero movie, and it's a masterpiece. And I want to do uh, Batman Returns, Boring. which is fucking German expressionism <laughs> done in fucking the American studio system in 1992. Yeah, but people like that movie. Nobody likes The Wolverine. Everyone hated it when it came out. Pilot. I haven't seen either. Oh, great. You would like Batman Returns because it has Danny DeVito as a penguin. Oh, wait, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a great movie. Okay, I like that movie. Uh, Hulking the Hulk's the only one we're announcing formally because it's the only one I've come up with a title for. Um, that will be happening. We have some big miniseries coming up. Thank you all for listening. I think the Enjoy third one should be trips. called Podcast The Dark World. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's Is really it? good. So we can announce two <laughs> right now. Or Thor The Dark Podcast. Or Thor The Podcast And then the World. Iron Man one should be called Podcast Man 3, or yeah. Iron Podcast 3. I can't believe someone gave us a contract to do another year. We just, we literally <laughs> we just, signed, just signed, a signed a contract. I'm, I'm amazed myself. Paperwork. Really... Oh, God. I always thought Ben was just, uh, you know, humoring us by recording these and putting them on the internet. It's a contract now. It's a contract. Blank check with Griffin and David, coming 2016. Comtech chips coming in the mail. Here's my prediction for J.J. Abrams, Star Wars, Episode 7, The Force Awakens. What is it? It's going to be fun. Great. Violet, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It was great to have you. Griffin, 
I'll see you in 2016. I'll see you in 2016. In fact, I'm going to see you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, You're seeing each other right now. We're seeing each other right now. Okay. Well, well I mean, I'm about to go home. Pi- but, Pilot, what a treat it is to have you here in studio. Hey. It is. You're, I you're, didn't hate it. You're, you know, part of the reason me and Griffin are such good friends. Yeah. And, yeah, you invented Quiz, quiz Kid Donnie Smith, which yeah. was our quiz team yeah. for a while. Which is generally an excellent person. I like to make people be friends and then just completely dip out of that friendship. Yeah. You've yeah. done a great job. <laughs> <laughs> It's really the first time the three of us have been in a room in months. Since the three of us all met each other. Probably. (laughs) Anyway, as always. As always. (laughs) No more Star Wars. As always, no more Star Wars. No more Star Wars. May the Force be with you. May the farts be with you.